let's see. Uh, we, yeah, we got it. We left off a cliffhanger at the end of our last episode talking about Babylon Five and Squid Game, so we got to address that too. Okay. So, so was, wanna, sure. Wanna bring it in and get started. Yes. <clears throat> And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy The Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast Stop it! What's in the box? Disenfranchised by the modern comics industry, producer Paul Spitaro, Dr. Bill Robinson, and Scott H. Gardner now ply the time stream in a never-ending quest to rediscover and reconnect with that unique brand of fun and excitement that can only truly be found in good old-fashioned, randomly selected comic book back issues. Journey with them now. Back. Back. To the bins. I got nowhere else to go. I got nowhere else to go. I got nothing else. Hello and welcome to Back to the Bins, or uh, back. Well, yeah, we're talking some comic talk, so there'll be some bins in here. There'll be some bins and some uh, CRTs. Some cathode ray tube talk. Back to the CRT. Back to the CRT. And just along those lines, we uh, we just finished watching the two seasons of Ted Lasso. And that's it. And and well, you know, it's an, it's basically it's a show where an American football coach gets hired to come to England to coach a an English football <laughs> team, which is soccer. Uh, and ah. it's Jason, Jason Sudeikis, and it's it's actually a very enjoyable show. But one of the characters on it, whenever he goes to talk to anybody, he goes, "Hey!" And then he starts talking to them. So like when you <laughs> just before you you did the intro, you kind of let out a little "oi." And I, I was telling I was telling Tina that from now on, whatever I call her, that's all I'm doing. I'm never gonna say her name anymore or anything. Oi. I'm just gonna go "oi, <laughs> oi, oi, woman." <laughs> So, uh, so know, which, that that does not have much relation to comics at all, nor does it have any yeah. relation to science fiction or fantasy or any other thing. So uh, just to say, I, I, I enjoyed the two seasons when we watched them. There is nothing wrong with watching TV that has nothing to do with science fiction or or fantasy or oh, genre stuff. Wash your mouth out with soap. You didn't let me finish. I, if that's your bag. <laughs> well, comedies, well, comedies don't count. I mean, that's a parody. That's it's not like it's not like I'm watching, uh, you know, This Is Us, which my wife watches. Which sometimes I get sucked into that. <laughs> I watch it with my wife. Uh, see, like I'll I'll come by and go. Are they in the future? Are they in the past? Where's Mandy Moore now? Man, she's hot. Whatever age she is. Oh man, oh, got myself in trouble with that one. <laughs> I'm sure you did. <laughs> can can we see the old Mandy Moore for a while? It was really sad. Spoiler: the one where she was having the uh, when they figured out she was having Alzheimer's, and she was like lost in the store, and you know. Well, what really talking. frightens me is is I'm pretty sure her character's uh, 
you know, when, when it shows the old version of her, I'm still pretty sure she's still younger than I am now. <laughs> and then, and then, so I'm watching it, right? And her boyfriend slash husband that she has in the future or the present, the old guy, I'm yeah. looking at this guy going, oh, yeah, it's it must be the future. Because I'm looking at him going, man, this actor, I know I've seen this guy before. And I'm sitting there. You know, and then I forget. I mean, I could, I, I could easily look it up, but that takes the fun out of things if you could just look it up. So I'm sitting there, and then I'm, I come by another time, and it's on, and, and I'm staring at him, and I'm staring at him, and then I think they did like a flashback where he was younger, mm-hmm. and I was like, aha, he was one of the detectives on Castle. Okay, that would explain why I didn't know it because I never actually watched Castle. Yeah, he was the the. Not the two, two, not you know the one that was with uh, Nathan Fillion, but two of the other guys that were like the main, you know, like eh, they were the supporting detectives. We'll just call them. You know, they they got their own episodes here and there, but 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 yeah, I was like I'm like that's where I've seen this guy. You know, of course I said it like Ruck. That was the actor. <laughs> yeah, he was left there by the old ones. Mhm. So, uh, you watched any La Brea? No, I'm not even familiar with La Brea. Why don't you tell me about it? You are not familiar with La Brea. La Brea, uh, okay. Well, I know is it's his tar pits. Exactly. So, in modern day Los Angeles, these uh, see, I gotta be careful because I don't want to spoil too much for you since you haven't seen it. People are driving in L.A. You got uh, like. Uh, uh, a mom with her, she's got her son and her daughter in a car. There, she's around La Brea. All of a sudden, oh, and the dad, the dad is in the picture, but he's got issues. You don't really know. It's like something happened when he was in the Air Force. He's got post traumatic stress. And, uh, so, boom, there's a, uh, there's like a seismic event. A big giant sinkhole opens up in the middle of L.A. around the tar pits and basically swallows everything like a huge, like there's a view from the city, you know, like an aerial shot. And there's just like a massive, just gaping giant hole of a couple city blocks going straight down into the ground. And uh, like the woman and her son fall into the hole and like cars fall in, buildings fall in. And these you know, so everybody in, in 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 L.A. is freaking out. The dad's freaking out. Now, one of the th- backstory about something that the dad's been having, he keeps having all these visions of like weird animals and like places that look different, just look like like the kind of like a Jurassic Park type feel, right? Mm-hmm. He keeps seeing this stuff, and everybody thinks he's crazy. So. After the sinkhole collapsed, you know, he's at, at, you know, they're trying to find out what happened to his wife and his son. You know, he's there with his daughter and these giant birds come flying out. And it's it's like, oh, my God, I've he he had seen those birds. It's exactly like birds that he had seen. So he's like, well, you know, oh, my God. So he keeps having and now his visions, he's seeing his wife and his son and other people and things in divisions. Now, flip to the other side of the story. 
all these people that fell in the hole find themselves in the middle of nowhere and you know no technology is working no lights no motor cars no, no, what is it exactly yes yeah no phones so, no motor cars not a single luxury so it's a mystery of where they're at why can the dad see them and i don't really think i want to tell you anything else because i want you to discover things on your own i don't want to mm-hmm. give things away you're pretty smart you'll figure it out but it, yeah i'm smart you're smart you've watched enough tv you'll you'll be able to figure out right away i mean i've kind of got an idea of what's going on but i'm sure there'll be you know i've got a gist i'm sure there'll be some other details that are filled in you know what, what platform is this one on uh nbc would be on peacock oh okay it, now uh, I, I can tell you, I, I like uh, the the main star in it, Natalie Z. I like her from Justified. She played oh, uh, Ray, she played Raylan Givens' wife on Justified. Is that the the blonde mom? Uh, let me look up. So you looked up La Brea? Yeah. Yeah, and there's an I- interesting um, collection of people that have fallen through the hole too. Who did you say? Oh, Natalie Z. Yeah, she's the uh, she's the mom. She's the main mom. She was also in uh, what was the name? There was a show uh, Kevin Bacon was on it. She played his I don't know wife or girlfriend on that. Or the following that was the name of that one. Mm. Uh, and I know she was on a show called Detour on uh, I think it was on TBS. The only reason I know that at all is because I saw her in commercials. I never saw the show. Gotcha. But, but she's yeah. she's been in you know she's been in a lot of things in the last few years. But the one I know her from in particular is again Justified, where she played Raylan Givens' wife. You know, I have not seen Justified. I would recommend it. I thought it was a really good show. Ioni Sky. Say Just anything. Yeah. Okay. I couldn't figure out. Like, I believe I she's the daughter name. of somebody famous, uh, Donovan, the singer. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I can't even tell you what part she plays. Well, she plays Jessica Harris, but I don't remember. Oh, that's right. She is the. Uh, I believe she is the sister to the sister. dad that's having a vision. Sister. And then, the, yeah, and then there's some other interesting characters down in the... Uh, so they've got a lot of... Okay, they've got a lot of human drama. So there's a lot of... It kind of... Even though it's got this... I don't really want to say this other thing going on. A lot like Manifest had the human drama mixed in with what the F is going on. That's kind of what this is. It's been all right. Actually, my wife and daughter, they're watching it too. Well, we'll, we'll give it a shot. So, so yeah. Uh, before we get too far off topic, uh, from last time we had hinted uh, some stuff about Babylon Five, and uh, I had some some thoughts on. Well, let me let me ask you before you give your thoughts. Has there been any furtherance of the? Uh, I have not heard any discussion because I know they're talking about rebooting it, but I don't see. Where it's in production or anything. Oh, see, I haven't looked anything up. It was just that they were looking to do it. And my initial knee-jerk reaction was, 
really. But then I thought about it and was like, well, you know, I really enjoyed Battlestar Galactica when they redid that. So I'm like, you know what, maybe I can just uh, hold my, you know, because first I'm like, really? It looks like but, uh, I just looked up Babylon 5 on Wikipedia and the last paragraph of the introductory portion says Straczynski announced plans for a reboot of the series in September 2021 in conjunction with Warner Brothers Television to air on the CW. So that to me says they're talking about it, but it doesn't say that they've actually even mm -hmm. gotten to the point of pre-production yet. Well, maybe they can free up when I think Batwoman's only got one more season and Supergirl is wrapping up this time. Maybe they can free up some money. For, That's uh, a show I've never watched, actually, though. Supergirl? No, uh, Babylon 5. Oh, well, yeah. Well, one of the things they said was it's not going to be a continuation, which, of course, that's because I believe half of the cast has passed away. So it's kind of you would have to recast or, you know, you're not going to be able to use some of the same actors. I mean, some you could, but I think that's the that they're looking to do, a, you know, because you know, at first I was like, ah, oh, I'm like, yeah, well, you know, maybe it won't be so bad. So I will right. be, I will maintain, I will withhold my negativity. And I really think it's a bit of a jump. It's, it's well, it's four, four or five seasons uh, for the, the show. The special uh, effects. Five seasons. The special effects get better, but they're pretty rough the first season or two. But it was, geez, man, it was the mid-90s, and it wasn't big on a budget. You know, it was like early, early, early CGI, but pretty good. And very good, very good acting and very good, uh, very good stories. Yeah, having such a uh, an affinity for Deep Space Nine, I've always felt like, yeah, I should watch this because, you know, there's been always that controversy about oh, the, yeah, the, the whole... comparisons of the two. Uh, but I've just never gotten around to it, and I don't know. Just uh, I, I, I just don't know if and when I ever will. Yeah. We'll force you to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> like Clockwork Orange. Yeah. So we, I also mentioned the Squid Game. And, uh, of course, then it was, when we first mentioned that, it was not the phenomena it has ballooned into um on netflix uh i actually only stumbled into the squid game because i had watched um uh train to basan mm -hmm. and I, I i don't know why i found it so interesting maybe it's just because i had no preconceptions to any american produced shows i was watching something totally excuse the word foreign to me and and i really got into the characters i got into the movie uh it has a, a very touching end and i really thought uh, and it had a little bit of an in interesting take on some of these quote-unquote zombies or infected people you know one of the things was when it's dark and it's quiet they kind of don't know what to do and if you're quiet you can sneak past them so like the these people are on a train and they're going through a tunnel and that's when they realize oh they're not moving 
So they're like crawling up through the baggage things at the top, taking baggage out, like throwing it down to get the zombies to run to another spot and trying to sneak their way through the train. Uh, it was good. If if you can get a chance to watch it, I would definitely watch Train to Busan. But from that, then I stumbled onto the Squid Game, and I was like, I'm like, well, this looks weird. You know what? I'm gonna watch this. And I was like, oh my god. This is pretty damn dark. Have have you seen any of the Squid Game? I haven't seen it. You you kind of you clued me into its existence before, like you said, before it became kind of a cult. Actually, it's beyond cult now. Before it became such a a, a happening, uh, mm-hmm. and I kept meaning, okay, I'm gonna watch this. I'm gonna watch this. I'm gonna watch this. Just haven't gotten around to it because I pretty much know my wife is not going to be interested in this. So it's going to be, you know, I have to watch this alone when the time presents itself. Um, mm-hmm. And ultimately, uh, I've heard a lot of people talk about it now, so uh, I, I am interested in doing so. I just haven't gotten around to that yet. But but when push came to shove, when it came a chance to watch an episode in order to prepare for tonight, I watched an episode of the other show that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Well, before we get to that, so uh, Squid Game, uh, I think I watched that over three sittings. There's nine episodes. Each one, on average, is about an hour, maybe just under, because one episode's like a half hour. Another one is like an hour and ten minutes, and they pretty much run the gamut of 45 to 50 minutes, I, from what I remember. But uh, I was hooked in, you know, I was like, oh, all right, all right, just, you know, one more. All right, all right. I, if I watch this next one, it'll be over by eleven o'clock. I could still get, you know, five hours sleep, you know, or six <laughs> hours sleep. But like, I'm like, I gotta find out what's gonna happen. I, I this is just too too much. I mean, uh, it's it's a pretty dark show. Uh, it's not, yeah. Uh, there's some really interesting characters. Now, there's been some. I don't want to say controversy, but there's been some discussion. In some of the translation of the of the into the American dub, that if you don't know Korean, you're losing some of the actual translation and meaning. That maybe it could have been translated better. Well, I've, but, I've always uh, heard, you know, not not necessarily to Korean, but just translations in general. There right. are some words that just do not have an equivalent word in other languages. And mm-hmm. when you try to translate, you know, to give a, a, a true direct translation, uh, it, it almost becomes impossible to do so. Uh, and, and, you know, consider it from the perspective of now, if you have something in Korean that doesn't have a direct translation to English and you're dubbing it in English, but in order to actually get the true meaning to come across, you'd have to have somebody explain what they're talking about. You don't mm-hmm. have the time to do that because right. you're just trying to stick it in in the time the person's mouth is moving. So, well, and plus, you know, you could understand where it becomes problematic. Well, plus with watching a movie, I mean, I, I had the subtitles on and I, I have a hard time when I watch things with subtitles and I probably should have just had the English dub without the closed caption because I'm spending a lot of time reading Instead of just watching the actors. Uh-huh. So, like, when I watched Train to Busan, I didn't have the captions on. So, I think I got a little more out of it than than Squid Game. But there was so many, there was, like, a lot of things that kept coming up, and I was like, wait, what? 
So I had to turn the captions on. We recently did a uh, recording. It hasn't even actually come out yet, but we recently did a, qu- a recording for uh, for Is It Yours of a movie that was dubbed, uh, not dubbed, uh, you know, subtitled. And mm-hmm. I was I was saying then that that you do run into some issues uh, if you're trying to kind of see the acting and, and pick up the nuances of what they're doing. You and know, reading. You, and and you're reading at the same time. You you know you you are going to lose a little something. On the other hand, if you're uh, you know, if you're if you're watching it dubbed, a lot of times that's very distracting as well. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I other than going out and taking a class and learning <laughs> learning a new language, I, I I don't know that there really is an acceptable solution to the problem. It's just you do the best you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, big recommend on a Squid Game. Uh, it's not for the faint of heart. I would not recommend uh, children, uh, even though the crux of it is adults playing children's games um and that's all i'll say so you can watch it and enjoy it yourself or not enjoy it however you whatever you get out of it so um let's see what other tv have i watched uh oh i watched all of um uh, Shoot, it was on, uh, yeah, Amazon, Good Omens, with uh, David Tennant and... The Daniel Radcliffe? No, no, it's uh, the guy that played, um, oh man, I'm just locking up here, I'm kicking my own ass, oh, sorry, Good Omens. I can never remember that guy's name. Michael Sheen. Duh. Now you're going, who's Michael Sheen? <laughs> Aren't uh, you? Michael Sheen was from Masters of Sex. What? Well, I didn't see that. I just did a quick Google search. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't know it offhand. Uh, well, Michael Sheen played, played the father, the character of the surgeon in uh, Prodigal Son, which is another show that I... I find is is uh, is pretty good, especially the one that plays his wife. Man, I find her. She was on. I, she was just on the first episode of Fantasy Island. You know, they did a Fantasy Island reboot. I've heard that they were doing a reboot, but I haven't really heard anything about it. It's on F. It, it's on Fox, and I watched the first episode, eh, and it has. It does pay homage to the original Fantasy Island, because this the woman that runs the island is Mr. Rourke's supposed niece. And because it starts where she's like in meditation on the island, there's like a shrine there with, you know, family photos, you know, incense, and there's Mr. Rourke's picture right there, and her name is Rourke. I was like, oh, all right. Got to do the member berries. Is she related to Sergeant O'Rourke? I'm not sure about that. But one of the characters, one of the people's fantasies is... uh, uh, a uh, is the same actress that that plays in Prodigal Son as the as the mom. So and I'll I'll leave that at that if anyone is interested. So uh, so yeah, Good Omens. Back to Good Omens. That was the, it was uh, based off of uh, Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett uh, book. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was six I believe it was six quick ep- episodes. Good story, good story. Recommend it. 
Uh, oh, we have a text message. This just in. Ah, it's Mr. Gardner. Doesn't say he's joining us, but he's laughing at your text. He's laughing at the superior intellect. <laughs> oh, wait. Another message. This just in. Let us know if you want in for a while. Yeah. All the listeners will know if he rejects us. I'm tired. I got to sleep. Well, he is the hardest working man in uh, something. I don't. I don't know what, but in his house. Considering I think he just lives with his wife, he would be the hardest working man. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So uh, I'm just looking Good Omens cast. I, I've seen none of Good Omens, but they list Michael Sheen, David Tennant. Then if you you know you keep going down the line, John Hamm, Francis McDormand, Miranda Richardson, Michael McKeon, mm-hmm. Benedict Cumberbatch. I mean, it's this. I, don't, I assume some of these are small roles in the, in the show, but still, major names. Yep, yep. Uh, the one that plays uh, Anathema, uh, Adria. Arjona, again, another one that I'm going, uh, you know, I've seen this person. She played in that short-lived um, <sighs> series a few years ago about the Wizard of Oz that, um, what's his name, played the wizard? Uh, Private Pile from uh, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio played played the wizard, and she was actually Dorothy that came to Oz. It was like a modern-day take on it, and it was okay. Never saw it. It's amazing how much I haven't seen. It's amazing. Pretty it's much amazing. everything we talk about today, I haven't seen. Well, and I, you know, a lot of things you've been mentioning, I haven't seen. That's why we are. That's right. A, you don't watch This Is Us. <laughs> well, I glance at it when I go by, and, uh, then, and, then, and then run to the other room. Oh no, no, I can't watch it. So, yeah, I would. Uh, Good Omens is worth a quick. I mean, you're not going to invest a lot of time. It's got a catchy tune to it. I mean, a catchy opening crawl. So, I don't know. You think we've jibber-jabbered about enough TV off-topic? Jibber-jabbering is what we do. Yeah, true, true. But let's jibber-jabber to our topic now. Yes. Our main jibber-jabber topic is Why the Last Man? And you might be saying, why are you guys covering a series that's already been canceled? Well, because we're going to talk about the comic and the TV series. <laughs> Actually, it's why are you covering a, a show that's already been ta- uh, canceled? Because. That's why. <laughs> because why? So, uh, Why the Last Man, the TV series, is an American post-apocalyptic drama television series developed by Eliza Clark based on the comic book series of the same name by Brian K. Vaughn and Pia Guerrera. I believe I pronounced that correctly. Uh, The series premiered on September 13th, 2021 on Hulu, and as subsequently in October was canceled. (laughs) It stars Diane Lane, Ashley Romans, Ben... Schitzner, I believe I said that right, Olivia, Olivia Trilby, and Amber Tamblin. Now, to anybody who's read the comic, which you have uh, halfway through, I've read the entire series. Hello? What's that? What's that I'm noise? not dead. I'm not dead. 
Oh my God, we got somebody else. We didn't get Scott, but we got Dave. <laughs> I got a short break, so I figured I'd come for a visit. Oh no! Did he <laughs> Well, for what it's worth, I, I, you know, I've been in touch with Dave. I know he's pretty much like on constant call right now for at least the next week. <laughs> I got six days to get through. <laughs> oh, I can't take this. I never want to do this again. Well, he hopefully, can't hopefully you he's, never have to. He's not watching any TV. <laughs> Life is but a dream. I understand. Well, let me let me let me ask you something, Dave. Have you ever read or watched Why the Last Man? I have not. I am aware that it exists, though. Okay, so you're perfect for this conversation. Just <laughs> just keep it going. Are you aware that it's already been canceled? <laughs> I was not. How many episodes did it get? Well, got one, I, uh, one season. One 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 season. I imagine it'll probably be about. 16 to 10 or 8 uh it's on hulu uh, it's on f fx it's based off of a comic from 2002 to 2008 60 60 issues in the comic series so now we just... i think i think i definitely read some of it i think i had gotten a trade from the library mm. So now, uh, you know, we, we were talking earlier before we started recording and uh, we brought up the show Manifest. And my understanding of that show is it was canceled and then subsequent to it being canceled and at a point when they had not resolved the storyline, it was getting so many view, views on Netflix that Netflix ended up buying a new season and they're going to do 20 episodes and, and wrap up the storyline, which I find to be phenomenal because I just can't imagine that. Oh, and, and, and by the way, those those views that it was getting were in the key demographic that, you know, mm. whatever it is, uh, 18 to 35, I think it is um, the people that buy things. Yeah, not people like us who just mm -hmm. sit and complain about things. But uh, I, I find I it phenomenal that, that... quite a bit of crap. <laughs> just ask your wife. Uh, I know. My wife's always complaining about a box. But I, uh, I, I find it phenomenal that the people in that age group would start to watch the show knowing it was never resolved. But, you know, it, it happened and, and the show's been now picked up. So... You know, why The Last Man? If enough people watch it on Hulu, I would imagine there's a chance that, you know, Hulu or some other, uh, you know, service will say, hey, you know what, we'll, we'll order a season or something. Uh, that said, I guess we should talk about the comic a little bit and then you can. I've only watched the first episode of the series, but we could touch a little bit on that. Well, you know, um, something else that Netflix picked up was. Uh, the Lucifer series that was on, uh, I think that was on the CW as well. And I think they, you're right. And they snatched up, I think they did at least two seasons, if not more. And I, I really enjoyed that show as well. So. I like that show. Yeah, that show was great. Another show I haven't watched. Oh, man. Well, we came across the show. We we binge watched it. It was I think four three or four seasons on Amazon called Louder Milk, and it stars no. the guy who was in Office Space. I think it's Office Space. The lead, what's his name? 
Uh, oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. It was in a couple of TV shows. I think it was like... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the guy that gets hypnotized and he doesn't give a shit. Yes, right. that's the guy. Yeah. But he plays like a drug counselor who runs a group and he doesn't give a shit. I mean, he does, but he has the I don't care attitude. Mm. Highly recommend the half hour episodes. Funny as all hell. It was a it was going to be on, I think, the AT&T network that went under and Amazon picked it up. I really hope they continue it. Mm. Funny as all hell. Highly recommend it. Ah, keep that one in mind. We, we, you know, the sitcom seems to be like a dying breed. So, uh, you know, if you can find one that, that looks good, it's definitely worth checking out. I was uh, singing the praises earlier of Ted Lasso, which is on uh, Apple, Apple TV. I haven't seen that. I think I think we have Apple TV because Ben bought Ben and Sarah yeah, yeah, you buy a new homes. phone, they give you a year of Apple. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's still still have time to catch some things on that. So, well, quick recap. Uh, well, yeah, well, Dave, you actually haven't been watching a lot of TV because we were talking about. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, the the Squid Game. Uh, I heard about. I I didn't see, it, but I heard the uh, the court officers talking about it. A whole bunch of them. They think it's like the greatest thing on television. <laughs> Is it? Are they Are they right? Well, I mean, I've seen the whole thing and I really enjoyed it. So, but I know I don't want to spoil anything for you guys. So, uh, did you ever watch Babylon Five? Yes, I love oh. that series. Okay, so easy. Paul has not seen it, and we. I was bringing up that I heard that they were going to do a possibly do a reboot with J. Michael Straczynski, and how I initially was like, oh, why we got to redo old stuff? Why don't you do something new? And then I thought about Battlestar Galactic, and I was like, you know, that actually was pretty damn good. So if it's done right, it might be pretty damn good. So. Were you aware that they were looking to do, possibly do a reboot? I did not hear that. Mm. I, I, I would be very interested to see that. Hmm. I'll tell you what I wish they would re- reboot, but keep it in the same style as uh, Buck Rogers. You know, oh. the one from the 70s, not yeah. the uh, comic. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've met Aaron Gray. I just want to you know, put that out there. We all, we all know attractive in person. <laughs> oh yeah, at age sixty-four, and I think I was forty-nine or fifty. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Wow, yeah. I envy you. You are me. Oh wait, no, that's something. That's a different. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Speaking of William Shatner, he went to space. I can't get over that. How the, much do you think that costs to go up? I thought I heard it was like anywhere. Well, uh, well what did I hear? Two hundred fifty thousand. Wow. But you know they probably or it's either fifty or two hundred fifty. I think it's more like two hundred fifty. I would think so. But you think they probably set him up there at a discount because just for the the press <laughs> alone. And he's the Priceline guy. Yeah. You could say he's been everywhere on. <laughs> Off the planet. How much how much pollution do you think that thing puts up when it goes up? I don't I'm know. Just that, curious. 
But that was amazing when when the rocket landed. I had never seen that rocket land before, and I was just, I was like, wow, that thing just came right down, right on the pad, like it's amazing. butter. Yeah, amazing, God. And he was shot up in the air by Doctor Evil. <laughs> yeah. What a great design of the rocket, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you think they did that on purpose? Just to I don't know. I don't know. It's 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 almost too <laughs> too unbelievable. You know, it's like really, <laughs> life imitates art. Like you you got a bald headed billionaire and a rocket that looks like a penis. Uh, okay. <laughs> and now George George Takei's. Well, I don't know. I guess he was mad at William Shatner. What else is new? How come I didn't go into space? Oh my! <laughs> he wanted to be the pilot, the helm's office, the helm officer. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! So, why the last man? Why? Because we like him. <laughs> why not? <laughs> Paul did the because joke earlier. Uh, why? Well, because. See, now, when I was reading Why the Last Man, I was actually reading it simultaneously with it coming out. Uh, but then I fell off of it after a while, and, and I, I have always meant to go back and finish it. But I did find it to be very much in the vein of the Walking Dead comics, where they they were all very quick reads, and they always ended on some form of cliffhanger. Yes, yeah, yep, I agree with that. So, and that, but, I, and that, but I found it to be a very enjoyable read, just the same. Every now and then you'd get like a couple standalone ones that would be like an information drop and just tell you what's going on. Like, hey, this is what's been going on over here mm-hmm. on this side of the world while, you know, and then and then, the, you know, that might be one or two issues. And then they'd have like a, a five to six issue story arc with York who's the main character and uh, ampersand, which is the monkey and agent three fifty five, who is part of the, Oh, I cannot remember the name. It's a secret organization supposedly under answers only to the president. The Culper ring, I believe is the name. And, uh, so, um, and then Dr. Mann, who's actually Dr. You know, it's M A N N. It's actually her name is uh, Matsuri. So, oh, and God, in the comic, it's his never-ending, it's his never-ending search for his girlfriend that went to um, Australia. (laughs) (laughs) He's trying to get to Australia. He was trying to propose over the phone, and then the apocalypse hit the fan, and. You know, now he's trying to get there to 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 find her, blah blah blah, and he got there I and found think... out that Lex Luthor was in charge. <laughs> that's yeah, where I, that's where I was going. <laughs> well, I don't want to tell you what actually happens because you'll be like, seriously? Because that's Lena. what I was. It's Lena Luthor. Who's yeah. In charge. Because when I read it, I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me? What? Oh." Now, in the TV show, his girlfriend is still in America, 
uh, I think she was in, he's trying to get to Boston. He's trying to find his, you know, they were both in New York. He went to propose to her. She kind of ran out, freaked out, and now he can't find her. Um, He is the last surviving um, human or human male. Um, Wait a minute. How do you say that? Human. There you go. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, he's the last surviving human male and his monkey ampersand is the last surviving male, uh, capuchin monkey. And that's the only two males that have survived all other like dogs, cats, cows, chickens, goats, all dead. Everything male, everything with a Y chromosome gone. So him and the monkey are like partners, so to speak. Pretty much. I mean, he had the monkey because he was, um, well, in the book, he's training the monkey to be like a helper monkey, like, you know, in the movie Monkey Shines. Um, so that that was the deal with with why he had the monkey. I don't remember in the show if that was been brought up, how he had it, because the show moves at a little bit different pace than the comic. And I, if I had to guess how many seasons, if they try to follow the show, like I've watched about four or five episodes in, and I'd say there are at least about a good dozen issues into the series. And they're, but but they're kind of like some storylines are, you know, like they've gone ahead and grabbed a few things, you know, they've they've adapted for TV. So see now, but the primary criticism I've heard about the show is that it's too slow moving, which is surprising because the book is the book. You feel like you're on a breakneck pace as, as you read through it. Well, it is slower compared to the book. Yeah. I, I will say that because there's, it's really see, because in the book it was all about Yurik and where he's going. You've got these split storylines. I mean, there was a little bit of drama, in in the book about what was going on in Washington, but it's almost a, a half split or the first few issues. It's almost more about what's going on uh, with the remaining um, government officials that are alive because they're all held up in because uh, Yurik's mother is now the president and they're all, you know, they've got a fortress inside the Pentagon because that's where they were when shit happened and it's easily defendable. So. Um, yeah, and she uh, was like it was the third episode. I think she finds out he's alive, and she found out in the comic as well. Um, but I, as to what, um, that's all I'm going to say about that. I don't want to spoil anything. But uh, yeah, it does seem to be slower. So I'm not quite sure how many seasons they would actually do. If they were going to do a full adaptation, I'm not sure how many seasons they would end up in because I'm not even sure how many. Uh, I mean, let's see how many episodes did they say they had? Ten. It looks like ten. Hmm. I'm looking at the name of the titles if I can figure out. Oh, actually, I've watched up to episode seven. I I was further along than I thought. Now, <clears throat> excuse me. If only he traveled the country with his monkey in a big red rig. That would be <laughs> With an angry woman sheriff chasing after him. I'm just spinning here. 
Uh, <laughs> younger listeners will have no idea what that reference is. I'm trying to think if there was ever a BJ and the Bear joke in the comic. I don't remember one. Missed opportunity if there wasn't. Well, York's, um, I guess, chosen profession is an escape artist. And he often uses it to good examples in the uh, in in the actual series. And he's used it a few times in the se- excuse me in the comic series, and he's used it in the television series as well. Uh, let's see. I'm just looking over the. Uh... It's a good thing his profession wasn't an accountant. It would have made the show a lot duller. <laughs> right? It just works out. So, I crunch yeah, the numbers, I, and they say that the men should be alive. So what can I tell yeah. you? You're just leaving deductions on the table. <laughs> <laughs> As to what causes the um, – there's – in the comic book, there's so many different theories on what causes this, and they're, you're not really sure which one is true. Um, they all have a possibility, you know, from failed uh, failed attacks on, you know, like something getting out a little on the nose for right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that something to do with cloning, something to do with an amulet. So the only thing that is really answered is in the comic is why he and the monkey are alive and i won't tell you how this the 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 story ends so you can uh you can enjoy it it was 60 issues i burned through them pretty quick yeah i do remember it being a very fast read when i was reading it there's there's really no reason that i haven't finished reading it i just you know like everything else you get you know distracted uh you know a moth goes by and the next thing you know you haven't read it in months yeah, I mean each each one depending on the um, because it's it's a lot of uh, usually there'll be a couple uh, splash pages in it uh, and that's not a criticism I'm just it's just there are um, I think it was anywhere from eh, maybe a little over between five to ten minutes depending on the meat of the issue. Yeah, I would say this is a series based upon my experience that is best read after it's done, which is now an option. Uh, if mm-hmm. you were reading it, you know, one month at a time, I could see where, oh, you, you, where you'd get kind of tired of waiting for the next issue. Yeah, that's why I stopped. Um, that's why I stopped with The Walking Dead. And I just waited. I would wait until a, a, a hardback trade would come out and I would just which I'm still, I still haven't finished reading The Walking Dead. Um, I'm, I'm, done. That, I'm done reading The Walking Dead. I, you're I just, done or you're done? I mean, I'm personally done. Uh, I, 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 re- I read it until I didn't want to read anymore. Ah. What did you get up to? Like what uh, volume? Or I, I, I guess I was, I, I quit right around the issue 100. I mm. got up to... I was waiting for volume 17 of the trade from the public library when the world ended. So <laughs> I may never get it. Oh, are you doing the softback trades? Yes. Oh, okay. Cause I was going to like 17. Cause I've got the hardback trades and I think they ended at 15. I was like, what? 
Yeah, the softback ones. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I guess the city doesn't want to invest in hardback for such literature. Well, they are they're they are nice, but I could see if in the library they probably get dinged up pretty good. Probably the softback is the way to go. So, now yeah. you got me. I, I want to get the why the last man. I'm going to look up and see if they have it. Actually, I I, I felt the reading experience was very similar to uh, The Walking Dead, and now having watched one episode of the series, uh, I I do tend to agree with the criticism that it's a little slow moving, and it it almost has a similar feel to it to The Walking Dead in in my mind, and I don't know if that's I don't know if that's accurate well, or if it's based on the fact that, you know, that the reading experience was similar to that. And and I'm kind of imposing that upon it, having only seen one episode. I really think it's because of the drawn out portion of being in Washington, because, well, you watched the first episode. So so how much of that took place in Washington, D.C.? Oh, the significant portion. A significant. Uh, Almost it seems like more than actually following Yurik who the story is supposed to be about. Yeah. And I think that that was a mistake because I think having it be more Yorick focused, like the comic was, is more interesting. I, I really don't want to get into the Washington intrigue. Yeah. Because there's all, I mean, and there's some of that in the initial, like I said, in the initial part of the book, there's a little, you know, when things are shaken up, uh, you know, there's, 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 <laughs> There's a there's a thing with a bunch of conservative uh, senators and representatives wives get get together. And, you know, it's like, ah, Republicans with guns. ah, And and and, but now that's like expanded upon to even like a bigger degree in the show. And, you know. It's all the Washington stuff is like. I don't even like Washington stuff in the real world. <laughs> exactly. The apocalypse. Okay. So that to me is dragging it. That is dragging it down. And I think why I kind of like hadn't watched any more because the last one I watched was very Washington heavy. So there has been little differences in things, you know, um, because I started, I watched the first episode, then I started reading the book. Then I read, so I was kind of, you know, doing both at the same time for a while until I finally just stopped and finished out the whole series. And then I'll go back and watch the rest of the last uh, three episodes that are left. Now, yeah, look, looking good. back into our catalog, uh, we, I think we, reviewed, issue, we? we reviewed the first issue in Back to the Bins number 196, uh, which, which, which fe- featured a crossover with the uh, Comic Geek Speak guys. Ah, yeah, I thought we had covered like when I was reading this, you know, I was like, you know, I, I know I, I'm positive we covered this before because it's very familiar. Yeah. Oh, what did you think of that um, in the show? The the not too subtle pull out shot of him in the middle of a intersection and then it pulls back and it's a big giant Y. Oh, well, it was subtle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of times like on a lot of the covers of the books or or in in the comics, they'll be like they'll they'll create a Y out of something. 
And you're like, oh, yeah. Uh, beat me on the head with it. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. And if it was, if it was the red light, be a question mark. <laughs> yeah, I, I just feel like that's unnecessary. What do you think of the casting on the show? Um, I have no, um, uh, I'm, I'm pulling up. Well, there's a couple of people that like characters that I don't remember that are in the show that I don't remember in the comic. I mean, it could just be because I'm dense. Well, we could, we could limit ourselves to, uh, Yorick, Yorick's mother. Okay. Uh, Hero, Yorick's sister and Beth. I, I, you can leave it at that for now. Well, Yurik's sister, I mean, uh, I did find, now maybe it's because I was reading so fast, I did find a lot of the characters kind of blended together in the, I don't know if it was the art style, which The Walking Dead kind of gets like that too. Um, but the but the guy that's playing Yurik, I think he's pretty good. I, I think he ca- captures somewhat of the flippant nature of uh, the Yurik character. I mean, he's... He, him and his sister are named uh, their their father was a, uh, a Shakespeare teacher. So he's the one that picked Yurik and Hero as their names. Uh, real subtle there. See, the thing is, I felt like actually Yurik and Hero are the two that kind of felt closest to what I picture in my mind uh, for the characters. Whereas... Yeah. Like Diane Lane, I love Diane Lane. I, I always thought she, you know, I think she's she's great, but she's far from what I pictured in the character. Really, I think she, yeah, you know, I mean, she's 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 older. She can play play their mother. She can play it, but she's just not what I pictured. Mm. Well, what about? I think Agent Three Fifty Five is pretty good. Do you do you remember her from the? From the uh, oh wait a minute was she well yeah she, I, I don't remember her in the first episode, episode. was she I, I or she maybe was, I, I just she, didn't realize who she that was. was in the opening scene the woman that's out with the guy making the bomb okay and then she okay. walks away and she she blows them up right and then, and then she gets reassigned to the Pentagon and uh, to the Secret Service and boom that's you know she's there on her first day and it, everything happens. So, of course, there's, you know, there's like in, in the book, um, there's kind of like, well, you know, was this planned? You were there on the first. It was your first day. Or was it just a coincidence? So, yeah. Yeah, she was in there. She she kind of is like a chameleon because, like I said, she's with the. Um, the culpa ring who serves at the behest of the president for like his own little secret service uh, or secret secret service spying so we didn't get to see uh, i haven't seen in uh, wait no i did watch one or two episodes with um allison man the character right uh i she seems pretty close to what was in the book um now where we get characters that are added on the series and i know we weren't going to talk about them, like amber tamblin she's one that's not you know, maybe only had a minor part in the book, but again, it's they're they're spending all the time in Washington, which I think is just killing it. I think killed it, drug it down, because there's such a long stretch in this book 
in the series where you are no, you don't know. There's maybe one or two mentions of Washington, and you see his mom in one panel, if that, maybe every few books. And then there's like seems to be a long ass stretch, and I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about Washington, you right. know, and oh, you know, things have changed in Washington, and then, you know. I don't want to say anything else because I could spoil stuff in the show and stuff on in the book. So spoil stuff, stuff, spoiling stuff. But I, something that I think. So hero in the book, she is dating a fellow uh, paramedic. Hero in the show is dating a fellow par- paramedic who is married and cheating on his wife and kids. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> all men are evil. And, and Hero in the comic, uh, her boyfriend dies in her arms. Hero in the show gets in a fight with him, smacks him in the head... Or in the neck causes him this bleed out in his neck. Morte. And then five minutes later, every other man dies. So he was going to die anyway, but technically she did kill him. Yeah, I thought the jury so. won't convict her. I'm just saying, I was like, wow, they really went a totally different way with this character. I was kind of like, hmm. Let, okay. let me ask a question because either I didn't get to it or I don't remember is that everyone just kind of drops dead rather quickly, or yeah. is this all the men just just anything but the male chromosome, any species dead? Ah. Just basically starts to hemorrhage like Ebola, just starts bleeding from everything and just drops over dead as a doornail. And the only thing that's alive is uric and the monkey in the male species. Interesting. So the whole thing is getting him to this one lady that they believe can, you know, can do things with cloning and blah, blah, blah. And then once they meet up with her, they're like, well, uh, I have a lab in California. So then it's like on the road again. The big red brick. Exactly. (laughs) And along the way, hilarity ensues as they (laughs) as they meet up with a bunch of like a town full of women that were in a women's prison and uh, that's in the book and in the TV series, you know, so there's, you know, and then there's this other group of women out there called the Amazons, which they cut off one of their breasts, uh, you know, because yeah, they, they, I, I never really understood that. Yeah, it's in the it's in the it's in the show, too. Wow. Yeah. I find it hard to believe you could get people to join an organization like that. Oh, I cut off my left breast. Oh. I'm, I'm going to pass on that. I'm getting kind of fat, you know. I got to lose lose any weight where I can. <laughs> oh God. I'm still going to pass so, on it. So I was surprised that it came to such a quick end. And I mean, but. You know, if it gets enough views here at the end, 
like I was saying, it's it's on um, it's on Hulu, so that's where I've been watching it. Um, who knows? That's the good thing about these services; they give things a second lease on life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it's not something that is unheard you know unheard of in the past. There were shows that you know would be on say, uh, you know, NBC and get canceled and get picked up by ABC. But, you know, you're, you're dealing with a time when they only had, you know, a handful of possible places for something to land. Right. So now now there's so much more, you know, so many more uh, services that are looking for content. Mm-hmm. So there's there's so much of a greater chance of that occurring, which is cool. Absolutely. My kids, we, uh, you know, because, uh, well, Paul, you know, we picked up HBO Max, and my kids are now watching Game of Thrones. You know, well, because they're older. <laughs> right. And so I'm sitting there watching going, uh-huh. They're like, oh. And Ben was like, wow, Ned Stark's such a great character. And I was like, mm-hmm. You, yeah, enjoy, sure you enjoy that while you can. <laughs> Well, 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 what I said to him with a straight face and I didn't give anything away, I said, you know, Ned Stark is the most honest man in Westeros in King's Landing. He's like, yeah, he sure is. I'm like, he sure is. Love that Ned. (laughs) Chop. (laughs) So my by the way, spoilers for Game of Thrones. But when I did watch that, because the actual chop was off screen. You didn't yeah. actually see it, which, you know, I'm thankful for that anyway. But I kept thinking, they're going to they're gonna show us some, somehow that this didn't happen. And I was living in total denial until they put his head up on a, on a pike oh, <laughs> for, for the, oh for the people to see. So, then I realized, oh, okay, I guess, uh, I guess that's not going to happen. But uh, just another Game of Thrones uh, thing here. Do you, you, know, you watch the whole series, right? I haven't seen the last two um, seasons, but I know what happens. Well, do you Mostly. do you recall when Cersei had to do the shame walk? Yes, yes. The 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 person who's saying shame, shame, shame as she's walking. Yeah, she's the female lead in Ted Lasso. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. I just. It's, it's an interesting connection, because it's the only other thing I've ever seen her in. She's a big woman. Yeah, she is. Uh, she plays an appealing character on that show. Mm. Not as big as uh, Brienne of Tarth. No, but there, yeah. there is a, a similarity. Yeah. I, I was telling, you know, I was like, Ben, you know, that's that's Captain Phasma, Brienne of Tarth. He's like, oh, really? I'm like, yeah, yeah. You never got to see her face in the show. In the in uh, the Star Wars movies, so yeah, okay, Ben one... actually watches uh, Ben watches a lot of like old uh, episodes of Frasier and Cheers. Like, how did you become a fifty year old man? No, but <laughs> like... they're such they're such good shows. <laughs> He's got it's taste, got very good taste, especially yeah. especially Frasier. Like, I'll say something to him, and and he'll faint. He'll go, I am. Wounded. <laughs> I, I think the, one of the best sequences ever in, in sitcom history, it, it would be on the list of my best ever, was the scene at the beginning of an episode called Three Valentines. 
and it it's a basically it's a silent sequence and it's Niles trying to uh iron his pants. <laughs> Did, are you familiar with the scene? No. I am not. But it sounds hysterical. Oh, it, it 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 it's it's a comic genius scene. It's probably 5 minutes long. I'm going to tell you I'm not going to even give you any spoilers on it. I'm just going to say seek it out and once you've got had a chance to see it, let me know. I I believe it's on Hulu. What is it called again? It's called Three Valentines. Three. Okay. All right. I'll look it up later. Um, uh, I I think you can guess who my favorite character on that program is. The dad. The dad. He's the best to me. He he was not that much older than Kelsey Grammer though. Well, that's like Wilfred Brimley. We all thought he was 80 years old when he was 40 years old. Oh my God, I'm quickly reaching the age of Wilfred Brimley. <clears throat> okay, just for what it's worth, Three Valentines is the 14th episode of season six. Six. Yeah, it says Clip Frazier. It's like six minutes and 45 seconds, so I'll watch it later. Did you ever see the... Uh, uh, I'm trying to think what you would call it. They had on one of those anniversary issue, not issues, episodes where they were honoring Star Trek. Yes, they had the cast of Frasier on Voyager's uh, bridge. Right, right. With everyone yeah. except the captain was the captain, Janeway. Yeah, Jane. Funniest and the father's on the bridge in the chair. The yeah. <laughs> and then it's the She goes, computer, initiate self-destruct. <laughs> Why don't we just fire a torpedo at them? Well, what if they're friendly? Makes it easier. They won't shoot back. <laughs> well, Kelsey Grammer was also in uh, Cause and Effect on Star Trek The Next Generation. Captain There's a lot of, of competition here on the planet lot. When Lieutenant, you're not from another planet. Yep. You're from I read the, uh, the follow-up book, Ships of the Line. Uh, that explains what happened. I read there. that as well. Oh, you did? Oh, okay. Yes. I have that. I haven't gotten to it yet. <laughs> I, I read it based on the fact that I just thought, I, I found his little cameo at the end of that episode to be kind of, you know, like, it just caught my eye and it, it seemed really cool. And then when I saw that they wrote a book, you know, to see a sequel to it, I, I was all over it. Well, not to spoil anything, but if I remember correctly, they kind of explain, like, what they do to, well, not do, but how they help people that are displaced in time like how to incorporate them into society to break things you know because everybody they knew is probably dead uh, you know because what wasn't he like 80 years into the future something like that yeah 80, some 80 to 100 somewhere in that range yeah so and then it, uh, didn't like somebody he was chasing get sucked into the future too with them and he has to stand off against them. I, 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 have so confess, I, read that. I have to confess, I read the book. I don't even remember too much of what happened in it. I found it entertaining. I enjoyed yeah. reading it, but I don't remember the details. There was something like cracked the space that they, he knew, you know, like the back of my hand. And he smacks his head on something. So, um, yeah, I. it's been a while. I, I think I still have that book. I saved it when I... When I got rid of a ton of my 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 Star Trek novels, because man, I was getting all them things when I was in the Navy and had nothing but disposable income. 
I mean, I had almost every Star Trek novel that came out. And and then I was like, I went back and looked and went, yeah, I'm not going to ever read this one again. Or I still haven't read this one and I don't care. And I'm never going to. Yes, I'm never going to. All the ones I still want to reread again and that I've never read and have an interest in. I still have a large volume of Star Trek novels. But I just I dumped a bunch at the library. I'm like, here, here you go. Enjoy. Let me interrupt for a second. Is, Is one of you doing something that's making like a scratching noise? I don't think it's me. I think it's Dave. Uh, that. That's probably the the headset has a microphone ah. on it. Okay. Stop you with the mic. <laughs> I can't help it. I haven't done this in so it's, long. It's going to be hard to eliminate some of that in editing, and it's going to be a pain in the ass to eliminate it. So if we could not do that, it would help. My apologies. That's okay. Apology accepted. So, so yeah, I mean, I think that kind of wraps it up for, uh, I mean, if I had to grade Why the Last Man uh, overall on the 60 issues, some of the covers were very strange, very interesting. I think overall the covers I would give them as a whole a B. Um, the story I will give an A, and the art, um, I'll I'll, I mean, the arc was uh, the arc. The art was solid and consistent. The arc of the Covenant. The, yeah, there was one or two that was. Uh, I think they might have had a guest artist, but it still maintained the same the same uh, flow and view. So, I would say it was uh, overall. Uh, I give it like an A minus, high high B plus overall for the whole series. The TV series, well, that remains to be seen and. If I had to give this TV series a complete grade, the casting, I think, is uh, like a B. Um, I think the story is a little bogged down with with this extra Washington crap, so that's a C. Um, And the visuals and some of the effects, uh, not that we've ever graded TV this way, but uh, I would have to give it a... B as well, so it's uh, C plus B minus for me. Well, you know, again, I never finished the series, but I'm not going to even give it a grade per se. But I'm going to say that I definitely enjoyed what I read, and when I stopped, it wasn't because I wasn't enjoying it. It was I, th- I think it's because I caught up to what had come out, and I just wasn't willing to do it on a monthly basis. So I was figuring, okay, I'll just read it in trade eventually and just mm-hmm. have have not gotten there yet. That's all. Yeah. But I, I am inclined to uh, to restart that. Yeah, you should be able to burn right through it pretty quick. So the other, uh, the other <laughs> news of the day, I guess, is I threw out to uh, Dave and Dario if they want to go to WinterCon which I think we may be trying to do. Yeah, so, what's that? I haven't been what's, to a convention uh, in quite a while. It's it's a show in January. Uh, they do it over at, uh, what is the location? It's Is that the one at the track? It's, it's, it's at the Resorts World over by the track. Right, right. Did we go there once before, or we talked about? We we definitely I, talked about it. I didn't go, but I think either you or Dario or both of you went. I did go because Amanda came dressed in the Supergirl costume, and Kathy went and gambled. 
So everybody was happy. <laughs> that works for me. So, wow. so we'll, we'll try we'll try and do that come January, and uh, you know maybe we'll end up doing a an episode uh, reviewing that because it's been a while since I went to a con of any size at all. Con. Since uh, <laughs> New York Comic Con does not deem our show worthy of issuing a press pass. I, on the principle of the thing, I refuse to, to buy a ticket and go. I'm thinking yeah. the last one I went to was with you. The year we stayed on that line that went forever. Yeah, that's a, that's a while ago. That's at least at least three years ago, I would say. Yeah, if not more. So, well, we'll, tr- we'll give this one a shot. I think this is only like 25 bucks for the day, which, you know, in, in con world, that's not crazy expensive. I think the last one I went to was the local Tampa Bay Comic Con, but last time it was here, it was like 40 bucks, and I'm like, no, I'm not spending 40 bucks for one day. No, thanks. I'll pass. Bye-bye. <laughs> so, I, I guess that's it for today's show, because we're starting to, to wind down, and I, I don't know if we have that much more interesting stuff to say, so I think maybe time to just bid bid our listeners adieu. Adieu? Adieu? What? Oh. Adieu, adieu, yes. Adieu, adieu. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. All right, Yorick. <laughs> no, that was Ampersand. <laughs> Oh, that's right. Yeah, I got it backwards. Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we hope you'll continue to join us each and every week for more good old-fashioned comic book back-issue awesomeness. You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at bins at twotruefreaks.com or by joining the Back to the Bins group on Facebook. Back to the Bins is a proud affiliate of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is a registered trademark of DiManzo Corps of Milan, Italy. All rights reserved. Please take a moment to stop by the twotruefreaks.com site and check out their many other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Been reading anything fun and exciting? Nope. Nope. <laughs>